and welcome to Building Bridges podcast episode number four. I hope you had a wonderful Easter celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm sure it was much different than the Easter's past. Our home church, April Sound Church, is continuing the drive-in church where you stay in your car and tune your car radio to the FM station once you're in the parking lot. The parking lot's been packed. It's so awesome to look out and see everyone waving to one another and honking for Jesus together. Easter was different, but awesome. For those who cannot get out of their houses, our church is recording the message and posting on their website, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. I truly believe this is a time for God's people to return to Him like never before. I believe we are living in a time of a revival. But while we're doing our part to lessen the impacts of this virus situation, let's not overlook the opportunity we're being given to spend time with God. Many of you following me on Facebook have joined me in praying one minute every night at 8 o'clock. Earl and I set an alarm on our phones, and we stop whatever we're doing at the time and pray. It's pretty cool to know that you're praying at the exact same time as others around you. I hope you'll join us. My prayer is for God's people to wake up and stand firm for Him. We've been silent for far too long, y'all. As we are being tested, I want us to be approved. I don't want us to walk around... Um, walk away from Easter and forget what the cross was all about. I want people in our circles to experience the joy of the Lord from us because we're so filled with the Spirit that He comes out of us in everything that we do. I believe each of us was given the Holy Spirit the moment we accepted Jesus as our Savior. If you haven't yet accepted Jesus as your Savior, I hope you'll take time to listen to episode three. This Spirit that I'm talking about is our Helper. This spirit has the power to overcome. This spirit is Jesus. If you aren't witnessing to others with the joy of the Lord in your heart, ask yourself what's keeping you from it. If you're not accessing the power of the Holy Spirit, ask yourself what's in the way. Is it pride? Is it unbelief? Is it that you don't truly understand the cross? Is it that you live in the world too much and haven't truly died to yourself? Each morning when I'm praying, I ask God to keep me his clean vessel. Are you available as his vessel so he can pour his power into you and you overflow to others? Do you struggle with understanding this concept? No matter the amount of knowledge you have about this subject, the spirit inside you is ready, willing, and able to teach you more. He'll meet you right where you are and begin to lead you to the cross. He wants to take you from the cross to the point of denying yourself and taking up your own cross. He wants you to follow Him. He wants you to spend time with Him so He can reveal more to you. He he longs for fellowship with you. God doesn't need your fellowship. He wants your fellowship. So where do you start? Thank Him for being a God that you can come to anytime, anywhere, with anything. Thank Him for giving you His Spirit, which is not the spirit of fear. Like any relationship worth cultivating, these things take time. You need the power of the Holy Spirit because you will always be at odds with the world and its ways. Romans 8 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us 
who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is, is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own Son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus, the one who died, more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who shall, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, 
For your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. As you finish today's episode, I hope you will set a repeating alarm on your phone for 8 p.m. to join us in prayer for your family, your friends, and your country. If you're not sure what to pray, do just as this scripture tells us. Allow the Holy Spirit to intercede for you according to the will of God. There are many people struggling with this isolation. Please check on people you know. Please offer to help people. We make it a point to order in the drive through and give them a tip. This tip sometimes is larger than the order. We know many are struggling, and that's a very simple way to impact someone in a very, very practical way. Please find a way to share the love of Christ with others while remembering Christ's love for you, which he displayed on that cross. A friend of ours who's going through her own struggle delivered us some of our favorite cookies that she makes from scratch. What a blessing! She knew exactly what we loved and shared it with us. As a believer, you are a child of God. Stand firm and show the world. Father God, thank you so much um, for this opportunity to be able to put these podcasts together and to reach many for your kingdom, God. I do pray that um, coming off the heels of Easter that we not forget what that cross truly means to us. Um, If we're wearing it around our neck, it's not just a piece of jewelry. It is a reminder of us that you love us so much that you sent your son to die in our place to pay for sins um, that we had committed or we would will commit in the future. So God, we pray um, that if there's anyone listening today that has not accepted you as their Lord and Savior, that they will say yes to your invitation today. For it's in Jesus' precious, precious and holy name that we pray. Amen. Thank you.